Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are blessed today with a very special guest, Tia McGrath, who's a multi-talented, award-winning singer, songwriter, performer, author, and podcast host from Ontario, Canada. Along with her husband and co-writer, Tommy Parham, the skilled songstress has been making impactful and thought-provoking art for well over a decade. Welcome, Tia. Thank you, Dr. Laika. It's so beautiful to be here today, and I'm blessed to be here. Thank you. Now tell me, how did you get on this pathway? My story kind of begins when I was a little girl, and... I had a grandmother who and my grandparents immigrated to Canada from Transylvania. My grandmother was a beautiful, beautiful singer in what she called the old country. And when I was a little girl, I used to just be in awe of her voice. And we'd listen to her at Christmas singing uh, Silent Night around the Christmas tree. And, and one day, my parents had taken me to see Camelot at Hamilton Place. And I'm sitting there and I lean over to my mom. I think I was about seven years old. And I said, I'm going to be on that stage one day. And she says, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? And um, so my journey kind of began from there. And, and I started going into school productions. And then I won the Canadian Open Country Singing Contest and was on stage at um, on CBC TV with Johnny Cash and June Carter. And it just kind of snowballed. God had a plan for me, and I had no say in the matter. I just went with it. So how have you been able to keep on going, following your passion? I, I mean, everybody has a load of adversity along the way, and I'm sure you've had yours. Absolutely. Um it wasn't easy. I, my voice and my style of songwriting was never really fit in with the mainstream radio norm. When I was trying to go into mainstream country radio, they would tell me I was too folk. If I tried folk radio, they told me I was too country. <clears throat> and when my father was managing me when I was um, just starting out, and he said one day, why don't you just start your own record label? If they're not going to sign you, why don't you just sign your own, start your own label, which I did called Bandana Records. And I was kind of ahead of the time doing so. And when I moved to Nashville and I met Tommy and we started writing together and we decided we were going to record albums together. Um, one day I said, well, Tommy, I've got this little record label that I started when I was living up in Canada. Why don't we just put our, our music on that and release it? So we did. And. It's kept us going. Um, our faith has kept us going. Our fans, we've sought out audiences who get our music and who are inspired by our music. We don't try to write for Music Row anymore or what we think is going to be um, 
super hits. We just write from the heart and what we believe is going to inspire our fans. That is truly amazing and insightful as to what you've done. You know, uh, the Beatles couldn't find uh, people that would put them on a label. And so they put themselves on their own label. Exactly. You know, my dad was very insightful. He's a he's a smart businessman. And um, so I was blessed to, like I said, to have family around me who inspired me. And my amazing husband now, Tommy, is is my champion. He keeps me keeping on as well. You know, every day I can't imagine doing this without him at my side. So what does success mean to you? Well, you know, Dr. Laika, when I was, when we're young, success is to a lot of us as, as we are, as we were as musicians and artists, getting the big record deal, getting the big publishing deal, um, getting the number one hit. You know, we had friends who were doing that. And now, especially after the pandemic, sitting at home for two years, peeling away the layers of the onion, so to speak, you know, wondering, what is this all about? Am I ever going to get back out there and perform again? Am I ever going to want to write a song again? Um, one day I was, it was about a year ago, and I had this um, inspirational message come up during my, during my devotionals, and it said, success is truly in the gift of grace and inspiring and changing a life. And I printed it out, and I put it up on my fridge, I put it up in my office wall, and every day that's what I live by. And it reins me in when I start comparing myself to other artists who are getting the number one hits, the big money, um, or I inspire myself when I just need to remember that that one person sitting in the audience who comes up to us at the end and says, you changed my life today. That's success to me. Ladies and gentlemen, this lady has written some amazing songs. One is with love. Can you tell me about that song? Tommy and I, uh, before the pandemic, Tommy and I had the opportunity to fly into Los Angeles and write with a wonderful, brilliant songwriter named Kevin Fisher. And when we landed, the plane landed, we turned on our cell phones and we got word that Tommy's mom, who was in Colorado, had been battling cancer, had passed while we were on the flight. So we went to the songwriting session and we explained to Kevin that, you know, we needed to get to the funeral. We needed to get to the celebration of life in Colorado, but we knew that she would want us to carry on with this writing session. So we didn't know what was going to come out of us, but Kevin said, well, you know, why don't we just write? And he had a couple of brilliant ideas and the three of us came up with this idea with love. And I don't even really remember who, which one of us proposed it, but we wrote this song. And when we came home after, after the funeral and after the trip was done, we spent a little bit of time demoing it back and forth over the internet with Kevin. And then during the pandemic, Tommy and I were digging through some songs and cleaning up our, our catalog and, and we came across it and I, we said, this is amazing. This needs to be out there. So we worked with Kevin over the internet again and Tommy and Kevin produced it and added the bells and whistles and we re sang some vocals on it and mixed and mastered it and decided it was going to be the title track of the new EP. And so we've released it and already it's only been out a month and already we've re received over 80,000 
hits on Spotify. Wow. Yeah. We're, amazing. Right. I, I believe so. And so to me, it says the message is is needed. The people are gravitating toward this message of with love, that the world keeps spinning around the sun with love. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring to you this song now. Please enjoy. You can shout at your demons. You can face your addictions. You can say you believe in all the prophets' predictions. Build a whole reputation. All the good things you've done But it won't stand for nothing If you don't do it with love Love It's strong enough To carry everyone The world What have you had to overcome to live your dream as a touring songwriter, singer? Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, the music industry, for one, you know, being a woman in the music industry um, has not been easy. But um, when I was a little girl, I had this, and not many people know this. I don't even know if Tommy knows this. I had this fear of homesickness. I mean, I couldn't even go to birthday parties, overnight slumber parties. And I remember one time my girlfriends invited me over and she even sent home a little list. Do you want maple syrup or corn syrup on your pancakes in the morning? And I was so excited about this overnight slumber party. And then I had to bail at the last minute. I couldn't do it. And when I started singing and started getting radio airplay and videos on, you know, CMT and stuff, and I knew that this is what I wanted to do, I had to quickly figure out a way. Well, how am I going to tour? How am I going to get out there and tour when I have this fear of homesickness? And so I remember at the time um, I was doing the Dale Carnegie studies and and Tony Robbins, and I was doing a Tony Robbins cassette. And it's, and the question was prioritize. And sometimes we have to reprioritize. So, and you have to figure out if you want to be a touring artist and your biggest fear is homesickness, how do you deal with that? Right. So I had to look at which was more important to me being at home, hiding in my fear, giving up my dream or once and for all facing the home, the, the fear. And I think the fear of rejection was really what was driving the homesickness, the fear of being out there facing rejection, right? So I just had to figure it out. And I remember the day it clicked and I just said, okay, I've got to do this. And I can always come home. I can always get on that plane. I can always get on that in that car and, and come home if I need to. But I can never reclaim the lost dream if I don't do it. Yeah, that's very insightful. And I'm going to share a little story. I have four beautiful daughters and my third daughter uh, was in in 
brownies and guides and all those things. And she had a friend that was petrified of doing sleepovers at those because she needed her little uh, stuffed animal to be with her. And she was embarrassed to show her stuffed animal. So they came to the camp and, you know, it was time to sleep over and she was getting ready to go home. But my daughter brought out her stuffed animal and then half the girls in the group brought out their stuffed animals. So, you know, that overcame the fear of sleeping over right then and right there. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why I think that's why we love taking we we took Jake on the road, our, our husky, our shelter dog. And just having him in the motel room with us at night, it was home. You know, you felt a part of even though um, I'm with Tommy, you know, that's home. But but having that 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 stuffed animal or your your live dog with you, he was home. He was home to us. And I wrote my children's book about Jake, in fact. And we and we were one day we were backstage at a festival talking to other songwriters and, and artists, and they were talking about their dogs and how we all took our dogs on the road and how, you know, even if it was an inconvenience, we made it work because having them with us helped us feel normal, helped us feel at home, at safe, you know, our safe space, I guess. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful story. Now, I understood you wrote another wonderful song called Clockwork. Can you tell us a little bit about that? This is one of my favorite songs on the new EP. Maybe one of the favorite songs that that we've written. Um, Tommy does this beautiful thing where he 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 comes up with melodies and he'll sit with his guitar. I've never seen another songwriter do this, <clears throat> and he will just create complete melodies, and he sings them out as he's writing them with a vowel sound like awe or just maybe one word. And then that inspires me to come in with a lyric. And so during the, it was about a year ago during the pandemic and we're sitting at home and he's got this lovely melody. And all of a sudden it inspired me with the vision of in the movie um, Under the Tuscany Sun, when Diane Lane is, is looking out over the balcony and she sees this little man walking by every day with flowers and he sets them down on a little stand and she wonders what he's doing with these flowers and one day asks him and he's setting them in the memory of his love, of his wife who's passed. So this image came to me and we took the dogs for a walk to the bird sanctuary. An hour later we came back and we'd written the entire song and we didn't change anything in it. It was just the title clockwork suddenly came to us. Like love is like clockwork. It just works on time and um, this is one of my favorite songs on the chat on the EP. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have this beautiful song to share with you. Here it is. Each day like clockwork at quarter to four, an old man with flowers walks past my door. One day I asked him, so who lights up your world? He said, my beautiful bride, you know we still say the words.
Wow, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You're an amazing person. Now, I'm going to ask you a funny question. (laughs) What makes you laugh the most? Oh, good. Tommy. (laughs) 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 My husband. (laughs) Even when he makes me mad, (laughs) I laugh at him because he's just this... He's this free spirit. Um, he's he's my little wolf spirit, you know. Um, well, you know, that's what we need. Everybody needs something to laugh at because right now in this world, I think we're taking the world too seriously. And, you know, if we don't laugh, I don't think we'll be able to survive this world. We need something to let us go. We need something to help us through things. Amen. And, and it's not really them laughing at him. I'm laughing because he makes me, he makes me just lighten up, you know, like find the humor in things in life or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I mean, we've survived before the pandemic. We, we survived life on the road as a married couple driving, <laughs> driving to gigs. And, you know, our GPS one time took us to the desert in the middle of the desert. Um, in uh in arizona and, and and as we're driving by tucson i said tommy i think that's tucson over there nope the gps says so away we go we followed it right in the middle of the desert and it stops and said you've arrived at your destination and i said i don't think so tommy i don't think i don't see a gig here so we have to laugh you know and um, you know the gps is one of the most amazing inventions <laughs> working properly but but when it's not oh my god does it take you on journeys that you would never have imagined (laughs) we call it our marriage counselor you know (laughs) and and i think sometimes it saves marriages and i think sometimes it wrecks marriages because i with the gps you don't have to worry about your navigator telling you the wrong turns absolutely or if it does that you're not blaming a computer right you're blaming the one sitting next to you (laughs) Yeah, my wife is one of the most talented people, but she has no sense of direction. So if you have to turn right, she says turn left. And then you end up in the wrong place. (laughs) Uh, Life has to be funny. Otherwise, there's no challenge. Oh, that's right. These are difficult times. These are challenging times. And, you know, we thought that life was all hunky-dory and then COVID arrived at our doorstep. And then COVID taught us one thing, that we have to pivot. Mm -hmm. And it gave us the tools to pivot. I I mean, this was something that would have destroyed civilizations throughout the ages. But we were given amazing tools like Zoom and the Internet and everything else where we could communicate. And even by staying at home, we could do things we could never done otherwise. Well, absolutely. And, you know, it kind of goes back to when I was young, starting out homesick, if I had had Zoom then, you know, I would have said, well, this is easy. I can just sit at home and do my music over the YouTube or the internet or whatever, you know. And and so I was thinking about that last year. I thought, wow, this is really incredible that we can we can do. We, for for example, we have we've just been booked um, to do a um, one of my songwriting events, my children's songwriting events for a school in New Jersey in in the new year. And we get to do it over Zoom. And so we're reaching this whole school 
um, that's sitting in New Jersey and we are sharing our music and our stories with them and inspiring them. Wow. Um, yeah. That, that's amazing. You know, I read recently that Tony Robbins is doing events for 5,000 people all at once now. Wow. You know, and, yeah. you know, I was in one of his massive events here in Edmonton that probably had 500, maybe a thousand people. And it was amazing. But right. sure, having to influence over 5,000 people over at once. That's right. You know, my grandmother used to say, God never gives us, uh, God, there's never anything so bad. God can't make some good out of it. And like you mentioned, I think this is, this is an opportunity for all of us to either choose to embrace and move forward with these changes and find the good in this, which is really how we're going to survive. And who knows what's coming up next? I mean, we have some wars that are raging, and every day is a different political conversation there. Uh, but if we look at what we have to move forward and not what we've lost, that's how we'll survive. I you know, I am one of the biggest optimists in the world, Tia. I, I think that no matter what happens, we're going to overcome it. We're going to get there and we're going to get there because the positivity of mankind and each one of us is responsible for it. And at every one of my shows, I challenge my audience to do something for somebody else that they wouldn't regularly do today. Do an act of gratitude, do an act of love, because that is the way we'll overcome anything. Buy someone a stuffed animal today. Yes. Buy, you know, if you're in the coffee line at the store, buy the person behind you their coffee. You know, it costs nothing. And guess what? That person's life will automatically be changed. And they'll probably buy the coffee for the person behind them. And picture that change reaction that will happen. That's right. You know, one day... um, it was at uh, Easter time, and I was walking by our little thrift store. We have this amazing thrift store, charity thrift store. And <clears throat> they had all these beautiful stuffed bunnies in there, stuffed animals, stuffed bunnies. And I thought, we can't have Easter come and go without these bunnies having a home. So I went in and literally bought every single one of them. And I put them in a bag, and I walked down to um, my friend who works at the women's shelter, and I said, would you take these to the women at the women's shelter and hand them out for Easter? And she says, oh, my gosh. So, you know, just the, the joy of something like that. And I think each one maybe cost me 25 cents or something, you know. But it's it's like what you're talking about. If we do something, one act of your you, the gift you're giving is a gift you're giving yourself. Right. I felt so amazing just doing that. Absolutely. And, uh, that's that's the thing. And. You know, there's so many little things we can do that we don't do. And it, and that's what's necessary. Well, Tia, we're getting close to the end of our time together. And I love to ask two questions. The first one is, this show is called How to Live a Fantastic Life. How do you live a fantastic life? Hmm, well... I think it's, you, you gotta, it used to be, you know, waking up every day, making music, the chance, just keeping, keeping your eye on the ball of what you are, who you are authentically. And now it's, like I said, it's, it's 
waking up every day, making music to inspire someone to change a life. And the second part of that is forgiveness. You know, there's every day is an act of forgiveness and that should be a joy that we can overcome ourselves for maybe it's forgiving ourselves for something maybe it's forgiving some someone else but to me that's an act of mercy and grace in itself which is beautiful you know and and i always tell my listeners when they're thinking about forgiveness they must do it and you don't do it for the other person you do it for a selfish reason you do it for yourself because if you don't do that you'll never be whole amen that's right Yep. Tommy's friend wrote a song, the, the gift of forgiveness is the gift you give yourself. And it's, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible how it works. It is. Now, if you could find a younger version of yourself on the street, what advice would you give that person? Oh, wow. Don't be a people pleaser. Don't try to make everyone else happy or try to fix everyone else's problems for the sake of losing yourself in your own life. Be yourself, be authentic, and you will make those people around you happy when they see authentic, um, unconditional love and someone who really is just like Tommy. Tommy is just like, makes me smile, makes me laugh. And that to me is a gift. And when you can do that, then, then um, I think you've got it figured out. Excellent. Who's the person that motivates you the most in the world? And you can't include your husband at this time. Okay. Um, you know, I have... I have this, I'm going to cry here, but I have this sweet little 90-year-old aunt, and uh, her name's Aunt Sue, and um, <clears throat> she has never, she's she's one of, the, in January, I got a call that she was in the hospital, and she wasn't doing well, and, you know, she fought the ambulance driver and everyone else. She did not need to be there. So anyway, the first couple months of January and February were spent um working with her son who's in Saskatchewan and his wife and getting Aunt Sue down here where we live, which is three hours away, into a senior living home. That lady still calls me <laughs> twice a week. You tell me what you're doing today in music, Tia. What are you where are you and Tommy? Where in the world are you and Tommy right now? And don't you give up and where are you finishing your next Jake book? And she motivates me. She keeps me going and and there's never a day that I don't get off the phone with her or go visit her and come away feeling like, oh, gosh, I better keep going for Aunt Sue, you know, because because I'd be letting that lady down. <laughs> All of us needed Aunt Sue like that to help exactly. us get up when we're down. Tia, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and how much I really looked forward forward to having you on my schedule this morning and i know this is going to motivate so many others out there thank you dr like oh my gosh this has been a blessing and an honor to be here i know you have many guests you you choose from but i'm just really grateful that you 
you let Tommy and I share our story today. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. How can people find out more about you and your world? Uh, we have a website and it's Tia McGrath. It's spelled M-C-G-R-A-F-F as in Frank, TiaMcGrath.com. And you can hear our music on there. You can see what we're doing with our children's book. We also have all our links to our social media on there and our podcast show. We have a podcast show called Jake's Place Songs and Tales. Well, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And, and thank you again for being here. I would love to come back anytime. Thank you so much. And everyone have a beautiful, blessed day out there. And, and you know, we are going to be sure to have you back. Great. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here as well. And we appreciate you being here. And be sure to check back often because we have a lot of interesting guests. And also be sure to check out my website, Dr. Alan Lyka. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N Lyka, L-Y-C-K-A dot com. Because there you'll be able to find out some amazing things. And you'll also get a golden pearl each and every week to help you through the next year. Bye for now and have a fantastic day. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic day.